0: Welcome to Lack of Focus, an X-Wing miniatures game podcast, brought to you by Dice Hate Productions. Hello, everyone. Welcome once again to another episode of Lack of Focus, episode 89, insert Mad Max pun here. I am your host, Ed Horner, and of course, alongside me tonight, my good friend, Mr. Sean Dorsey. Sean, how's it going, my friend?
1: Good, Ed. How are you doing?
0: outstanding and our producer extraordinaire one mr chris sheriff chris how's it going my friend good thanks <laughs> we've got some exciting things to talk about don't we tonight everyone's everyone is making their mad puns on the mad max road warriors uh kind of thing so we're going to kind of get a little bit more of a discussion we did actually record a bit of a in focus uh some of the uh the stuff that we had talked about as far as the uh, the stream that had done that uh amg had done And some of our reactions to that, but we kind of just, like, glanced over it. Like, we're really going to get into the weeds on a lot of this uh, tonight. And, of course, we're going to cover over our flight decks as well. So, Sean, I'll start with you. What have you been doing lately, my friend? Um, I don't think I've played any games.
1: Well, hold on. No, you you mean... I I, I, I played this, I played a game that I just picked up called X-Wing on Tabletop Simulator. I think that's what it's called.
0: I, I think I did the same thing yeah i think so
1: crazy and uh i i we actually kind of played two and a half games if you really want to get into it because we kind of last what was it last saturday a week ago when we did the chris's kind of homebrew furball
0: type game oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i totally forgot about that one yeah we did i've been playing more x-wing the last two weeks and than I yeah, had in probably the last three months holy cow
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah so uh we got some a little bit of x-wing in uh testing out the the new some of the new rules and um had a pretty good time actually um i'll just i'll take i'll take chris's terminology to uh to how our game ended we never really counted points but we uh we had a pretty good game i thought between uh my aggressor, are they aggressors? Is that what they are? The IG 88,
0: B and C, and your. <laughs> yeah. A little bit and, of rebel uh, beef. We, uh, we did intentionally set some of the conditions on that game because we really wanted to give the uh, random turn order after dials uh, the road for those who have not been in the know. Yeah. Uh, we really wanted to give it a try. So we intentionally set up a game where everyone was initiative four so that it came into play every single turn of the game.
1: Yep, and the first game I played was against Chris, which, Ed, you weren't really there for on that one. Sorry. Um, um, no, it's okay. Yeah. Um, that was a pretty pretty good game. Um, I think you guys played while I was at work. There wasn't really much I could do.
2: <laughs> I it, was, it was more so that we could all get some games in. So.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that one, that one came down to, uh, Chris, you played Darth Vader in the advanced tie.
3: Yeah, X-1. and then
1: and then you played four Tie Fighters. The inferno and you can sports, you can say yeah. who? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, it squad.
2: was Iron Versio with disciplined, um, Gideon Hask with disciplined, Miko with disciplined, and then they, you no know one I can ever pronounce, uh, Senna or whatever her name is, with marksmanship. And yep.
3: Vader,
2: Vader had some upgrades. I've think i didn't re- i had oh uh, i
3: had brilliant evasion which kept me alive yes it and, did um then i had rockets
2: but i don't think i actually fired them at all because there nope. was never a time where vader and all four of them had a shot that would have been better than just vader shooting
0: right. Because you're, t- you're telling me that vader flies a ship other than the Defender. I didn't uh, know that. you know <laughs> I was play, playing playing Sean, I didn't want to be mean. <laughs>
1: um, so basically our game went to time for the most part. We kinda of called it about the time Ed Ed got online. Um I had my IGC was down to one health and my IGB was I think at half points, wasn't it?
2: I think I just halved him, yes. Yeah. So I'd done five yeah. damage because you'd got him the shield upgrade, I think.
1: Yep, yeah, I did yeah. shield upgrade on him. Yeah. And uh, and one thing for everybody to understand is that list is a list I built with road in mind.
0: Yeah, so... and I, would, I really want to get into that conversation because I think that's, that's going to be a bulk of what we're going to be talking about, to be honest with you. But you designed something to, like, okay, well, whether I go first or I go second, it doesn't matter because I still was... have...
1: In Chris's in my game, I only had one turn where I had to, like, sit and think about it. And it was really just a choice of 4 k over a rock or going straight over a rock, if I'm not mistaken. I think that's what we... I think that was that circumstance. Yeah, yeah
2: I remember that. And, term, yeah. yeah.
1: And it was an easy choice. You just 4K over the rock. And um, it was... It was a pretty tight game. I got a lot of really good shots on. Oh, Vader earlier. Really. I, I, sold, I, like Vader <laughs> yeah, I Vader, sold
2: Vader up the river. I sold Vader river,
1: yeah. Yeah, Vader, Vader kind of... You almost sold him down the river. But I also had a, a first round shot on Vader, which yeah was...
2: Well, that was it. I, I was like, if I put him in this position and you do uh, like the specific set of moves that you, because you, it meant you had to go, what was it, four straight and four then a, straight, bank, a, and and a then... banked boost. And yeah. I was like, if it does that, I barrel roll out, but then I'd misjudged, I think it was a rock that stopped, stopped me barrel rolling out.
1: That um, is correct. Yep, there was a rock. So I just... J- I just
2: sat and focused, but like, I think in two rounds of shooting, Sean had him down to one health,
1: yep and then and then I had, then
2: I just played keep keep away with Vader for the entire game,
1: yeah, well, I had the one I had that third round of shooting that you evaded every
2: yeah, the, the dice came good in the end,
1: yes, yeah, so like Ed, the way my dice were against you, <laughs> that was how Chris's defense dice were against me with Vader
0: four evade! four evade! <laughs>
1: yeah well. Uh, We'll we'll
0: talk about that. But yeah. Four we, dice, four 8s I'm just throwing yeah. that out there.
1: I, I oh, think. Oh, we were... and
0: then and then naked, just all paint, like hits and crits on attack dice. Yeah, just little things. Oh like that. man, they don't.
2: What, what, I'm what, not okay. blaming the you, dice. I'm you you, you lost because you're a shitter. Okay, the dice yeah, no,
0: no, wrong. no, I. I <laughs> First, I flew like shit. And like, I didn't exactly build a, a a competent squad. I just threw some stuff together, so I'm not. I'm not even attempting to blame it on the dice. I'm just saying there were some aberrant dice rolls. That's all I'm saying. I mean, at key moments in no, the game. No,
2: I mean, this is something that I think would det- not us as a the three of us. I know that like, we'll have a laugh about kind, of, kind of thing. So I'm not. This isn't supposed to be an attack. Sorry, Ed. But it's no, going to it's going to sound like one. Um, I doubt it's gonna like, be taken that way but go ahead. But like, I took what five damage on four damage on Vader through his yeah. uh, force and his um it was force and uh, focus tokens from three it was one ship shooting me in one round and then two ships shooting me the next round. So effective with three shots, yeah. Um, that could that could do damage because I I evaded. I mean, I had to spend everything to evade the tractor beam um, and stuff like yep. that. Um,
1: I did. I did get you once on the tractor beam because I put you on the rock, and then yeah. you spent the token to turn. Yeah, um, which didn't put you out of harm's way. That that next round of shooting that I landed like. I think I landed three hits the first time, and then I HLC'd yeah. you for two or three, yeah. and then I landed three more hits, and then I had to tractor you, and somehow you were able to just get out of all of that. Where, in reality, uh, Vader probably should have died, didn't die. You know, well,
2: well what I'm saying is like I, I took a bunch of damage from shots I didn't need to take, because I put him in a bad position and took a risk of dialing in this move or if Sean does this. So I like, Yeah, I w I I wouldn't have been surprised if Vader still had like no damage on his hull. I wouldn't Jeez. have been surprised if Vader died. Because right. like that's what happens, isn't it? Like Sean got the um the shot on on the tie fight, like the rain later, it was like hit double crit, and I completely blanked out. Right. So then right. it was like, okay, well, I'll just spend my iden charge now. Then, And right. I, It feel it feels shitty for Sean because that's what iden versio does. She makes you feel like shit. But did,
1: yeah, but it did get it out of the way. Which, yeah. When you're playing with iden on the table and you're against iden, you want to get that out of the way as early as humanly possible, so yeah. that you can get damage through ships you know and tie fighters because they're rolling roughly equal dice on defense and you can play defensively and offensively with tie fighters i had to knock that thing out and yeah. then i did enough damage i think i half pointed all you... but one of your other tie fighters
2: no i think you you got half on one maybe two one? but like the the only thing i honestly think came down to Dice work was the fact that I snuck one of my crits through, with yep. Uh, yep. because I I rolled a two dice attack not in bullseye and rolled a crit, a, a crit. So it Im- yep. immediately spent it, yep, and to because it deals the damage under a shield's,
1: yep, and um, then you get the uh, extra dice yeah. on the one, and, yeah. yeah, yeah, so yeah. that
2: buffs up my offense and my defense on everybody because of the rerolls yep. and stuff, so. Yeah. Like, outside of that, like, it's really easy to look at dice rolls in isolation.
1: Exactly. But, exactly.
2: And it was, it's like I was saying to Ed in your, your guys' game, because Ed kept winning first player for a bunch, and then when he won oh, in no, first no, no, player, no. he kept losing
1: it.
0: I, on, I only won first player in On the first one, turn. On <laughs> the first turn. Yeah. And never wanted
1: Ed Ed, to Ed, you got it on first and second turn. And then after, maybe that's what
0: it, yeah, maybe that's what yep. it was. Never any turn what I would have considered of consequence.
3: Yeah. But because then,
0: there, there yeah. were points in the game where I was gambling that if I win first turn, this is gonna be great because I'm gonna be able to block here and block here. If I don't, it's gonna be a bad move. And it was a bad move. <laughs> yeah. Almost every yeah. time.
2: But what I mean is like if Ed rolls three hits and Sean rolls two blanks and a crit, Sean wins first player.
3: But those rolls still count. Ed's dice still rolled three three hits. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, so and, you, you
2: know what I mean? It, it's Rolling dice is stupid to try and assess. The, exactly. Like,
1: yeah. yeah, exactly. You know, because in our game, Chris, I think we were about even. I think we were about yeah. three and, and three. It.
2: I basically what I'm getting at is if we took the dice rolls from from all of our games, I think the results would fall well inside the bell curve. Oh, I'm sure they would. And like, it, and that's why I say when it's easy to get onto. The, this is a giant tangent that I didn't plan on at all, but you know that's how we do the show. <laughs> but like, I hear it a lot, and this, is, like I say, it's mainly because I've been on Facebook. Uh, today and like some of my friends were playing in, in um the gold squadron um older on final thing whatever um and it's like yeah oh man the variants really got me and I, I leaned into um taking elusive on ships as well Sean can talk about
3: but like I <laughs> I'm I don't want to say mean but like
2: that's not true. You didn't lose because of variance. You lost because you made bad choices.
0: Yep. The bad mm-hmm. choice
2: might have been make, taking a list that relies on variance. Right.
0: Exactly. You know what I, I mean? I 100% like, agree with that.
2: And I, how many times did I used to say when we did Nova about like oh, my, I don't mind it when my red dice are cold. It's when my green dice are cold. And it's, it really annoys me. That's because I kept putting myself in positions to get shot. My ships to die, and I like, well, now I don't get chance for them to come back. And, like, you have seen it in games. You have it happen all the time. Well, your dice are completely average, but it doesn't matter because the game's already over. Like, you, you suddenly got, like, one, one health ship left that just won't die.
0: Yeah, or it's that, or it's that. Oh, I'm gonna roll three dice. I got one hot, one shot on you, and you roll your dice, and they come out completely average. On your, you're right. It's all it, it, it's 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 that old fallacy yeah. of you know counting the only counting the misses and ignoring the hits kind of thing. Yeah, it's the you, when the dice rolls are inconsequential to the game, you never track them mentally in your head. You yeah. never you never see. It's always whenever it comes up to being a Consequential dice roll in the game that you're like, Oh wow, I've had two dice rolls in a row where I yeah, really need to make my I'm
2: sure had a HLC, I think it was a HLC shot, maybe a range one shot on Vader and rolled four focus results. Mm-hmm. But he only has two calculate tokens.
3: Mm-hmm. Right. So
2: then he spent both to convert two. But like, no, that, but was, actually, that wasn't actually, a bad roll.
1: Actually, what that one was, Chris, was I rolled. I rolled two hits and a focus. I spent the first one, first calculate on the main gun shot. This was a range two shot hmm. to get three hits, and that's the one where you were able to get. I can't remember if you natted three evades or if you if you did something to get the third one. And then I HLC shot you, and that was the one where I rolled one hit, one blank and two focus and i was able to pull the second one in Mm. for the second hit and then you rolled well enough to where it didn't matter yeah yeah
3: but it's
2: like uh, like dice that come up like if you if you roll but i suppose what i'm getting at is if you roll three hits in a focus and i've got a focus token is that any better or worse than rolling four focuses when you've got a focus token yeah no with with but with, with calculates, our... it feels worse. So you you would track that as a bad result. It's not the dice's fault that you had calculate tokens, or that you bumped so you didn't get your action, or that you took target lock and re rolled them into you know blank right. blank hit hit. Like it's not the dice's fault. It's just no uh, no. And uh, in in, yeah. in
1: the list that I'm playing, I'm more relying on calculate than I am on focus yeah. or anything else really. And in Ed's game, Ed and my game, once we hit, you know, after the first round, because you went straight and then the second round you turned in and that was the round you were able to get the single shot against IGB at range three right. and didn't do any damage. And then I, I, wasn't, shot, ex-
0: I wasn't really expecting to. It's like one of those pot shots. You throw it out there and be like, yeah, whatever happens, happens.
1: And then I was shooting back and I got damage on you. And then it was the next turn because you weren't expecting what I did. And I got first player on the roll and so I just came on, in
0: on that I, round. That was the round that I got 13 attack dice on one ship and didn't put a single damage. shield of damage on it. That's the one that for me was a little frustrating because I, that was the turn that I banked on going second and said, if Sean's going to be here, I'm going to have Braylon Strom in range one. I'm going to have 10 numb at range two and I'm going to have um, Jack Borkins and uh, Garvin Dreyas in the back. Now, I bumped Dreyas, and I was hoping he would have had a focus token because I wanted to pass it around. Um, all of my ships had hopeful. Like Again, you can tell from the list, I didn't exactly construct this to be a competitive 2X, 2B list. It was more of a, hey, these are four Initiative 4 pilots. They're NXs and Bs. I know how to fly those. It'll be fun. Let's just throw it on the table and see what happens. But I lined up my shot so that I had 13 red dice on one IG and didn't put a single damage through. And that was just like, oh, well, that's the game, because now I cannot maneuver you. My hope was to at least cripple one of your ships to the point that, okay, I can focus that one down on the second turn, and then it's just one ship versus four. becomes a little bit different.
2: I mean, so I will preface this by saying that it was your first real game on TTS. Agreed. Your first first game with this list. Mm -hmm. And obviously you've not played a bunch of X-Wing for a while. Yeah. But your opening my number... was shit. You sold out Braylon and let him get isolated from a lucky tractor beam shot off Sean. Because mm-hmm. like, Sean's first shot did no damage, so he got to fire the second one, which was the tractor beam to drag him forward so he was into range of a second IG. Yeah. Right. So, like, yes, you had one round where you rolled 13 red dice and got nothing. But the reason you didn't get a second good round of shooting was because you didn't play well enough.
0: Yeah, no, I, don't, I completely yeah. agree with that 100%. Yeah. Because what I did on the following subsequent turn was I went for broke and said, I'm going to make the anticipation that I'm going to win the roll, and then yeah. I'm going to go through and block him and have a whole bunch of other shots set up. I did not win that roll, and instead either overshot or got bumped myself, and the game was basically over at that juncture because you were picking ships off at that juncture. So like well, that for like the, so the, I,
1: the other thing that hurt you too is you bumped Perkins twice.
0: Yeah, I did, poor Jack.
1: Which which after the first bump caused the second bump. You know it was the it was the way that everything ended up after that second turn that kind of screwed you up too. Yeah, that. But, yeah, but you're also, you also have to remember, Ed, is that you're playing against a list that is literally was was 100 designed to take advantage of the new rules.
0: Oh boy, was it. Do you want to talk about it? Do you want to talk yeah, about it? Yeah, I actually tri- want, to, I want I, to talk about it. I think we I think should probably got...
2: finish the flight deck first.
0: Oh, well. Yeah. I mean, yeah. just yeah. saying,
2: because we'll get through and then you'll be like, oh yeah, I played 40k as well, and we'll talk about that for a bit. Then we'll come yeah. to roll oh, and we have no. already discuss well, all of it. here,
0: I'll, I'll make it easy <laughs> on everyone then. For mine, I played a couple of games of 40k. Um, we are bumped back down to 1,500 points because we can actually complete games. Um, I, because there are new rules out for the Tyranids, I wanted to give those a shot. So I took those out to the, uh, the game store this past Tuesday and I basically beat Logan in two turns because Gene Stealer Bomb is still a fantastic strategy in 40k. Uh, you take the Swarm Lord, a squad of 20 Gene Stealers and a Brood Lord. You fling them into combat into turn one and they never leave combat after that because they just bounce from unit to unit and never get shot. And then they just destroy everything they touch. It was fantastic. Had a great game. It was fun. Um, And then, of course, we're third session into our alien RPG, which has been oodles of fun. There's been some interesting shakeups and moving. Um, The mutiny on the ship alone is delicious. (laughs) I sit back and I'm just reveling in it. It's so much fun. Um, We did have one of the characters do something I was not expecting at all. Um... And we lost that character, which is fine because it kind of worked out that Patrick took over the role of um, Miller. I, I bumped into this weird situation as a GM where everyone picked a random character, the characters they wanted to play, and nobody wanted to play Captain Miller, who was quote unquote in charge of the ship. So it put me in a role as a GM where I was not only playing the role of the NPC captain who's telling the crew what to do, but then the GM telling everyone what was going on. And I felt like I was n- pulling the crew along on a railroad. Um, for, for that adventure. So Patrick and I had talked about it after the second session. He's like, Do you want to get out of that out of that role? my like, guess. Because it feels very it feels bad for me that I feel like I'm dragging everyone along. So he had devised a plan on how he was gonna get his character out of the story so that he would take over the other character. That didn't exactly come to fruition, so he went another direction. <laughs> um, I'm saving that for people who are gonna tune in and listen to it eventually, whenever Chris edits it all together in one big one big show, but it's an interesting twist. Um, and then all hell broke loose. And as far as the crew, there's a mutiny going on. There are sides being taken, guns getting pointed at each other. It's great. It's absolutely delicious. I'm loving every minute of it. And we're still, we're still, we could probably button this up in one more session. I think potentially mm. one more session. We're going to be done, which is we'll, we'll talk offline as far as when we're getting back to our D and D campaign, but I think it's going to be perfect timing. So that's it. Uh, I wanna finish more X-wing talk because I think that's that's far more interesting conversation. But that was oh, my I don't,
2: know I, I don't have a fight down, I suppose. Still... No no
0: one cares
2: thought... about what, what no one wants to hear about Chris's deployments and like how it how I put a rock here and then I moved another rock here and then my opponent put their rock there and then and what was, I did was, that was it I, for I me. did a four <laughs>
0: I wasn't talking about no, you. No, I'm just like, going
2: to I'm gonna do a Nova Squadron radio. <laughs> a, sorry, I don't know if it'll pick it up through um voice, but I'll rustle my notepad and everything. <laughs> so you get the full Nova Squadron feeling. There's yep. a blast from the past. But...
0: Richard, oh, for those who don't man. get that joke, Richard, who used to be on the show for a bit, would actually keep notes of every game that he played, and he literally, you could hear the page turning when he was going through his notes love you richard
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, richard's fine richard's notebook could die in a fire <laughs> um yeah i did um a bunch of
2: necromunda i did some halloween painting Ooh. um i did um
0: i totally missed out on you painting your your ships because halloween ran really really late and yeah. I may have had one or two glasses of wine more than I should have. <laughs> so, like, 9.30 rolled around, and Ed was like, I'm going to bed now.
2: Oh Well, I was in um, in, in dress-up for all of the North Americans, or fancy dress for all of the Brits. Um, so I had my face paint on. I know, I saw it um, on Facebook. Yeah, and then I painted what a, a witch and a... Like spooky Scarecrow kind of monster thing. Um, that was fun. Uh, so are we yeah.
0: starting are we starting Nuns with Guns November?
2: Um I'm not streaming tomorrow. I was chatting with Sean before the show. Um just the way this week's gone. I've had a bunch of like things keep getting moved around and I just want a day chilling out with Jill. So right.
0: um right. we're gonna have a we'll family
2: day tomorrow. Gonna have a fire pit for November fifth. Two days late because ended Mm -hmm. up had to work on Friday night.
0: Remember, Uh, remember the fifth of November.
2: But gunpowder treason and plot. I can think of no reason why a gunpowder treason should ever be forgot.
0: (laughs) And if I'll let everyone let that hang out there and see if anyone knows where that's from. Drop in the comments down below. I don't.
2: I don't think it's from V for Vendetta. Oh, it's not. I I feel like it, it is but I feel like it's actually a British rhyme
0: that children have. It is, but but that's why I say... I was trying to see if anyone (laughs) pulled a call out for V for for Vendetta. Fantastic.
2: That's because you're North American. V for Vendetta is quite obviously putting a call out for Guy Fawkes.
0: Yeah, it was the first time I'd ever heard it. (laughs) And I'm sure for our mostly North American... Not all, but mostly North American audience. I'm curious if they had picked it out or not. <laughs> uh,
2: I'm educating. It's not from the Vendetta. It's not. That's no. like the me saying. The
0: original source is not. You are like,
2: correct. That's like me saying that the fucking American Constitution is from the Patriot.
0: <laughs> wow. I don't know if I'd go that far.
2: Why not? Is it a historically significant event? It, the... Well. Well, yeah, I don't, Guy uh, Fawkes tried to commit treason by blowing up the House of Parliament. Then lots of years later they made a sci-fi film about a guy well, who was a mask.
0: Technically, Alan Dean Moore did a comic book called Via's Ravenetta that they then migrated yeah. the Wachowskis then migrated into a film.
3: Yeah.
2: Just like Mel Gibson made the Patriot. Exactly the same.
0: All right. Admittedly, admit, like that movie is historically inaccurate on so many levels. I can't even begin to describe how un- inaccurate it is, but it made me hate
3: the English. Hate,
0: I know. Hate, yeah. hate. not not the English, the actor that played the command who ended up going on and playing the voice for the Inquisitor. And I'm drawing a blank on his name. He was also in um, Star Trek Discovery. I can't remember. I mean, I'm drawing a blank on his name, but that actor is fantastic and I hate him for it, because he is playing characters that I have hated so many times.
2: So, speaking yes, of history... Jason, Jason Isaac.
0: Jason Isaac, thank you. That's him, yes. Jason Isaac. Love you as an actor and hate you at the same time. Yeah. Which means you're doing a good job.
2: So, historical inaccuracies. Did you know that in Master and Commander Far Side of a World, um, the uh, a ship that the French ship that's like immune to cannonballs at long range because of surprise. the surprise, yeah, the double reinforced hull or whatever. Mm. Uh, it, it, it's actually an American ship, it was the, that is con- correct. the Constitution, well, yeah,
1: Constitution. Yep.
2: yeah. But you they couldn't make it correctly because the American audience wouldn't have gone watching a film with the Americans as the bad guys,
0: yeah. Well, imagine, so that's that. Mastering Commander was a complete work of fiction. It wasn't based historically. No, no,
2: no, no, but it's based on
1: the Patrick O'Brien
0: novel. Right, right. It's
2: supposed to be the Constitution.
1: But it it literally came down to the fact that the filmmaker, which who did a good job, didn't think that Americans could handle Americans being the bad guys. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Which I think is just,
1: it's horseshit, but, you know, we'll... we'll... I I think it's it's true.
2: I don't think it would have had the success that
1: it... Dead. That is correct uh-huh. But it still would have been a very good movie.
0: Yeah. It still would have yeah. And yeah. what kills me is that was supposed to be like they were gonna do like five of them. Yeah. They're gonna cover all the books of the series, and yeah. because the film didn't do as well as it should, they never did another one, which is a shame because it was such a good film.
1: Um supposedly I heard that they might be doing the sequel. Really? Yeah. But I don't know how true that was. I did hear it though, that it's it, in pre production. I don't know. Man, I, Russell Crowe going to be is doing that a bunch a Ridley of Scott. Was that a Ridley Scott?
0: Well, yeah, and Ridley Scott has him for Gladiator Two, apparently, which I'm still not entirely yeah. certain of how we're going to sequel Gladiator. But okay, so Russell, you know, Russell Crowe's going to be know. doing Gladiator Two and Master Commander. Awesome.
2: <laughs> yeah, I will be in for that. I'm a. I really
1: like Master and Commander.
0: Yeah, it's such. Attitudes. It is. It's a really good film. It's really well one liked. of my
1: my top ten favorite movies. Yeah. And I don't know, it actually really movie. it really made me like Russell Crowe as an actor. Bloody before that, good. I before that I did not really like him as an actor, but after that one, because of the way him and Paul Bettany just played off each other, it was like perfect.
0: Yes, I hundred percent agree. But the way him I,
2: and Vision played off each other, it's pretty good. I agree.
1: The, the way the what
2: him and vision just play off each other yes <laughs> yes yes I, I only know people by the marvel names now so the marvel names oh, yeah. well
0: then well it, do we do we have to then go with um he was superman's father in um, jor he was Jor-El. Jor-El. yeah thank you i was going a blank there for i'm drawing a lot of blanks now. i
2: mean well, if, I if superman's that. in marvel uh, yeah
0: he's not what well, i was gonna say <laughs> you gonna go for the dc marvel thing <laughs> no no
2: not at like I, all of the actors just played superheroes in the DC films. <laughs> all of the Marvel ones, they personify them and become them
3: in real life. It's not my fault. Ah,
2: okay. <laughs> it's just Understood. popular
3: culture, Ed. Not my fault.
0: <laughs> Anything okay. else you want
3: to cover? No, I
2: have <laughs> It's been devolved
0: into, into great old movie, older movies.
2: I think old is the correct term now. Master and Commander is probably what? 2004.
0: Oh, let's take a look. That's a good question. Is it that old? Or...
2: I think so. I, w- I think I would have watched that after I was with Jill. 2003. I was a year off. Man.
0: 2003. That's crazy. 18 years ago. That
2: pe- People weren't born who are now out drinking in the UK.
1: And probably America,
0: and, yeah.
1: Not oh, legal, would, yes. I was gonna say they would just drink in America. It may not be legal.
0: Damn yeah. it! Now I'm gonna watch that movie over the weekend. It's is it on Netflix? Um, and
2: feel bad. No, it's not on anywhere. It's really hard to
3: find.
0: That's a shame.
3: Yeah. Yep, yeah, I agree.
0: If you ha- if you have a pro- uh, Premier uh, Hulu account, it's on Hulu. Um,
3: I don't know what Hulu. Is.
2: Is Hulu Hulu in Canada as well? I don't know.
0: That's a great what? question. I don't know the answer to that. Oh, it's on it's <laughs> on Amazon Prime too. Cool. Alright.
2: Okay. I'll watch that later when I'm doing some painting. Um I did sit down to paint some Sean's uh, building okay. from Mario's Captain. Yep. Um I'm painting two Goliaths to go with my Necromunda gang instead of painting any bad stuff. That's because I want to paint stuff for me for a little bit.
0: Um, As well, you should, but I'm at some yeah. point in time I do really want to influence you into painting those more. So I'm like, if I send him a box of stuff, is that gonna is that gonna nudge him in the right direction, going, oh well now I've
2: the there will be at least one squad finished in November because it's part of my um challenge thing will be to get um yeah my no my Taylor Crate painters challenge for november will be at least 10 sisters of battle or whatever the squad size is that they are yeah
0: sisters come in ten. well i don't
2: don't know what they built for you i don't know i didn't build them so
0: the only reason i ask is because i'm getting a little bored um with uh the nids and i'm getting a little bored with the necrons only because as the competition level is rising i can't beat my son i and i haven't been able to beat him in in months I'm okay with that. But now that Chad has switched over to playing Thousand Suns, now I can't beat him either. So now you're it's like... getting
2: oh. old. That's how it is. Maybe.
0: Maybe. It's the fact that his psychic phase takes two hours. Like, oh, psychic phase. And then my son, absolutely. This is on Tuesday. I hear it. All right, turn one. All right, I'm going into the psychic phase. And my son goes, I'm sitting down. <laughs> That's going to be 45 oh, minutes. So what
2: you're saying is Chad was always an ace player. Oh, man. Just waste time so that the, the clock runs out and he wins.
0: Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Classic. Classic uh, milk on the clock.
2: (laughs) Yeah. All right. Okay, let's get it in. Let's get on to it.
0: All right, Charlie. Let's
2: get into it. I don't know. Words are hard.
0: Words are hard. So you built a squad for our Thursday So Let's start
2: from the beginning, shall
0: we? (laughs) Oh, oh. all right.
2: So, uh, AMG have announced that one of the ways they are going to tackle perceived squat problems that they have with the game, and to take the game into what they want it to be moving forward, is that they're going to introduce random player order. So a way that had initially been interpreted by myself and others was that you just roll at the start of a game kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But it turns out we were wrong. Made
0: sense at the time. Yeah?
2: Um, so it's been abbreviated to road. Which is random order after dials. I think people drop the P for player because then it says road and you can make Mad Max jokes about how likely <laughs> people are, you know?
3: So.
0: I, um, I can see where a little bit of the ire is coming from. I don't know that it's 100% justified, but I can at least see where their concerns yeah, are coming.
2: The thing that I find. that's um, what's the correct word? thing I find most surprising is the the stages of grief. people are stuck in <laughs> people are stuck in bargaining because the people who were mad about random player order when it was rolled at the start of the game and the bids went away are now saying that that was okay. Yes. and then with some of the other things that they've announced, we're now saying, oh well. I didn't really have a problem with random order after dials, but this pu- proposed bumping change is like it's just every yeah. step. So I like, oh no, but it, the last change was okay, but this one kills it. Uh, the thing that it reminds me of that is, you know, Games Workshop's going out of business, yeah.
0: <laughs> I've been hearing that for a long time. <laughs> yeah,
2: X-wing's dying because of this change. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh no, 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 that change was okay, but this next change, oh.
0: Right, Sean, how many times has Magic been dying? Oh, this one set, it, it's gonna kill. It's gonna kill the game. It's gonna kill the yeah. Game you know the
1: the the ban list is gonna kill Magic. Uh, you know when they, if you recall, before they went to, what was it? Magic was like a standard, and then you had, you had different like types. extended, different, right? And yeah, standard one, and
0: extended. Well, yeah, you like a type one, type one point five, or like one point five was everything that came before, but type one was what was going to be standard. Correct. And, and that's then, when they started doing block rotation,
1: and then they went to modern. You know, and yes. modern was going to rule every ruin everything, and and at the end of the day, you know, everybody loves to play modern. Everybody loves to play legacy. Everybody loves to play, and you hear most people bitch about standard, you know, because of rules changes and bans. And,
0: well, the more, yeah. the most common the common bitch is now about standard. The fact that they're not writing cards for standard, they're writing cards for commander and they're writing cards for modern that just end up in standard and the power level is just way too high oh
2: man imagine writing cards for a format that's for fun that just gets people to play oh, exactly man. that's how the, do they, they support commander
0: if they didn't do commander releases independent of that i would agree with you
2: oh yeah that's that's all right you, you tell me mr ace player who likes a 20 point bid uh, tell me how this is the wrong thing for magic
0: i never did i never <laughs> agreed with that i never played that way ever <laughs> all right so yeah. we've got random player order so the there are some wonkiness a little bit to the rules but let's kind of get so. into to, to be honest with you i don't turn. have the first I... turn uh, the first
1: yeah. turn yeah the first turn which chris pointed out and was a great very very good point you know where you're rolling before setting asteroids or rocks or whatever you want to call them, yeah, obstacles. You,
2: you roll for a setup phase for who's first player because that affects every game. So theoretically, if there's no overlap, I'm comfortable as a TO saying that you just roll for setup and then you don't need to roll every turn. Yeah, it, doesn't because a- it-, it doesn't affect anything. It doesn't it's affect, not going any effect really. on the game. At but all, you always I- need to roll off turn zero because in deployment the first player places the first obstacle and the last player places the last obstacle so you've got a lot of control over that
0: yep. I, I agree with that but, 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 then, then, it, but then it rolls it, yeah. it moves forward like, yeah you so the, that, that,
2: that roll lasts until after the dials are set in round two yep. which feels off to me
1: I agree I agree with that. Yeah. That that makes complete sense because if it were if it were me making that rule, if if it were me writing this rule, it would have been roll for first player for obstacles, and then you're rolling, and, and that's determined setup. Yeah,
3: and then, and then you then go in, roll again. And you
1: would roll again.
3: Yeah, you know. Yep. Yeah, I, I I agree. I think
2: I think it. I it's I don't know. I think it's probably well, just been missed. I don't know.
0: Well, well what like, it did is it, it, it affected the game that you and Sean played because it put it, the game into a situation where Sean was able to get shots on Vader. On well, turn no. because it, didn't, it didn't affect that. Vader.
2: I was, put, I put the Vader there be, because I wanted Sean to chase Vader. Uh, I didn't think he would get to Vader to one, and 1, and I thought if he did, it didn't matter because my plan was that i was going to five straight so then i, I i'd take i expect to take maybe a shield from a one shot five straight past and then be okay then i realized i hadn't put afterburners on him so that wasn't gonna be the perfect plan. so mm-hmm. then i hummed and hard and ended up doing a by um a hard turn away which it meant it meant that Sean's choices were really easy because he could just keep shooting Vader rather than having to pick between going after it. So again, it, it, I just made a massive mistake. If I had done the five straight, I Vader would have been fine, and that's yep. what I'd planned to do: is hang him out for a turn and then get out and bring him around and let Sean bash against the Tie Fighters. But and, I just and, I just fucked it up. It was. Fine. Do
1: you, but, and, and what you have to What you have to understand is Vader only shot twice.
0: Yeah. No, I, I and I understand. I guess what my point yeah. is, though, is that knowing that you're going first or second, so going uh, that uh, deep into the game, is a little bit of an advantage that they're trying to eliminate. Yeah, uh, and
2: yeah, that's exactly it. the The reason I thought of it is because my standard opening with Vader Defender and my so I've been running obviously with two Inquisitors, uh, fifth brother, seventh sister and Vader in the tie advance, all of those have boost. So I drop Vader defender in the middle and one Inquisitor on each flank, and depending on where my opponent is, and what initiative values they are, Vader and one of the Inquisitors does the five straight and boost, and Vader generally catches a shot in rain uh, in turn one, which is probably three hits, because like over 80% of the time, it's three hits. Like as long as I don't roll more than two blanks, it's it's three hits. So I chip a damage in turn one and then Vader breaks off and I play for position after that. But I'm already the fear's already the, you know, I've got a
3: yeah.
2: Oh man, Vader's terror. Oh no. And then Yeah, you're you, already up at that yeah. point
0: and you've already put that psychological advantage and in Vader gets yeah. shot
2: in turn one. Yeah. And if I if I know that I'm second player, I can do that with impunity which is exactly the thing they said they didn't want. So right. it's, it's strange. It's,
3: yeah, it, it's just it, strange.
1: It, it, it does change the psychology of the game,
3: yeah. which, Ooh, which,
1: which is interesting to me because if you have, you know, if you have the, I'm going to throw away 20 points just so I can possibly go first or second. You know that's that's kind of you know that's the psychology you're up against at this point. Mm. You know because you know because you're you're basically throwing away a choice, and so, now people don't really have that choice.
2: Yeah, I mean, outside of that thing, I I want to get our biases out in the open early if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so outside of the fact that I don't like that aspect. I think there's a back and forth on the three dice. Like, I understand it. I accept that it is better. I still don't like it.
0: Yep. Well, so, and I want to get my. I remember I started making this argument at the very beginning, and I've been. Oh, then,
2: yeah, now you get to have it. Now you get to have a conversation. Now. now You've had like 15 podcasts, and you finally get to have it in the correct place. I
0: finally (laughs) get to have it in the correct place. So, the one complaint that I saw was when I looked at that rule for determining whose turn it was rolling three attack dice, you're going to go crits, and then you're going to go focuses, and then you're going to go hits, and then you're just going to reroll if it's still a tie at that juncture. I'm like, well, this is silly. Like, we've been determining random player order for years now. I pick up a red die, I say hit or miss, I roll it, and it works. Why? It felt like they overcomplicated it. I don't understand why it had to go that far. And then Chris points out to me that multiplayer games are going to be a thing. These are going to be the rules that are going to encompass all AMG events, which includes things like Ace's High, where you're going to have multiple players in play. So, okay... Now that we have multiple players involved, three dice makes sense. And I'm like, but I still don't understand it. Why wouldn't you go crits, hits, focuses? Chris, would you like to explain the logic behind this? Okay. Yeah.
2: so it's an eight-sided dice. One mm-hmm. of the sides is a crit. Two That's of what- the sides are focuses. And three of the sides are hits. Yes. So it gives you that natural progression, which feels like it's less likely to have Ties. Yes, and it, as soon as the, the thing, thought, I'm
0: like, oh, yeah. okay. this the makes The thing sense. to
2: remember is it's not, it's really easy to go, to think of them as dice, and when you roll a dice, it's really, it's really unlikely if you roll 3d6 to get a tie, because each side is unique. Yes, it makes but sense. But when, on a d8, when three of the sides are the same, if you use hits, That's more because you can have, like, if you number them, so side one is a miss, side two is a miss, side three is a miss, side four and five are focuses, six and seven, I don't know, I've done too many now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know what I mean? So so, there's more chance of having overlap if you go crit, hit, focus. Someone like I'm sure Bob can come and correct me. Oh you I'm sure we'll, absolutely. Like, send him an email, we'll we'll get it transcribed. But um
1: I, I do yeah. think though, with that you know, with that said, out of all the die rolls that we had yesterday for who was going first, we only had one tie.
3: Yeah.
2: It was you and I, Ed. I, mean, I it,
1: was our, it was our third turn.
2: I, I do yeah. know the math is a 7% chance of having a tie with that breakdown of three dice. So it it should happen once again in a 12-round game-ish.
0: All right, so that was my bias number one, which I have been corrected on. The only other bias that I have... Oh, no,
2: no, Ed, you're you're right. I have the same bias. I dislike it. I just know that I'm wrong. And that... that, the AMG are correct. Does it mean yeah. I have to like them being correct? <laughs> like.
0: and I, I I agree. I, I, that's probably yeah. a better way of it. I do have a bias thinking. I feel that it's wrong. I accept that I am incorrect in that in that in that view. Yeah. It still doesn't feel right to me, but I accept that I'm incorrect. Yeah. The only other bias that I have is is, I, and I've had time to reflect on this since we played our game. One of the concerns that we had in first edition was that x-wing was moving into the x-wing the gathering kind of um God things game. where it wasn't so much about the ships or the positioning it was about building the correct squads and building the deck it was all the cards and what i'm afraid of and i could be wrong and i'm willing to accept if I'm incorrect on this is what in, in sean's list was an, a good example is it's going to get down to a point of building the right list to play to that system which goes into even further into the x-wing the gathering i'm not suggesting that i'm correct or incorrect but what i do believe is going to happen is in order to um account for the variance on this players are going to be taking upgrades to help account for those things like advanced sensors ships that take you know that do pre-game moves like phantoms things like that things to allow them to whether I go first or go second doesn't matter because I'm going to have something I can do one way or the other. I don't know if that's good or bad for the game. I'm just suggesting that it's going to be a very different feel than we had before when you can just reliably know if you were going first or you were going second every yeah. turn. Well, that's, only, that's my only concern. I don't know if it's good or bad, but that is one of my concerns. Yeah. Well, I don't
2: want to get into it too deep. yet. Cause I want to, once we've done our biases and stuff like that, I want to yep. talk well, about I, how I've Sean given my... built his way, kind of thing.
0: Yep, I've but given like... two, <laughs> yep. my two.
2: But one of the things I do think about that is that when we're stress testing road, which is what we were effectively doing because we forced it to be an issue, mm-hmm.
3: then they give a big advantage. If I'd have run like you can, do know, what, th-
2: you can do. You can do. If I run my i five resistance list, it wouldn't matter. Yeah,
0: it wouldn't matter. And I agree with you. One hundred, like eighty five percent of the games that are played, this is probably not even going to come into yeah. play.
1: It's not going to probably even it. more. I think you're looking okay. at mirrors, and you're looking at either either aces lists you know, or generic. generic or generic. Yeah. But if you're I running know. a mixture, if you're running an average list, or you're running a list that you're building or you're 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 conceptually building a list not to play against road, but you're building a list to win games. The only time it matters to me is if you're mirrored.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, I mean I'll do my biases next, Sean, and we'll see what yep. for you. But I for me I, I share the same thing with Ed about the um the three dice. It, something about it bothers me and like when they're that that part of a rules reference guide and change it to this is how you do first player, then that might ease it and it might, you know what I mean? Over time, this will go away. Yeah. It. But I, I did have the instant thing of like, and mine's really, really soppy. Like, and I'm, again, I know that I'm wrong. So it's okay. Yep. But I'm to me, when I sit down to a game of X Wing, that dice roll is what initiates the conversation and it's me and my opponent working together to play mm. the game and get the game set up yep. so like, do you want to roll or should I roll I'm asking you questions, you know, we're yeah. engaging and talking and working together to get this done so we can play a game together right. whereas in what we have now is I want to beat you in the roll right away we're at we're against each other from the outset now.
0: I see what you're saying. Yeah, because it's all it yeah. already starts off. It kicks off yeah. that competition right yeah. away. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. And
3: I'm wrong because of the reasons we've said. But you know what I mean? That's that's how I how I feel about it.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: my I'm entitled to my feelings, and it's okay. You
0: are, absolutely, 100%. <laughs> it, it, it'll be okay, we'll get through it.
2: Yeah. No, and like, yeah, I don't really
3: mind. Um, and It's weird, because like, I agree that rolling dice is fun. You know
2: what I mean? Absolutely. And, and that's the, the flip side of the argument is, and I've had this discussion with other people, and it's like, If you roll the dice and I call it, I remember when I had the game where I thought the guy was flopping the dice. Yes. Right? Vividly. Yeah. So if you roll and I call it and I get it wrong, like 11 times out of 13 rolls, because turn zero and then one, two, three, four, what
3: through to 12. Do you think that's going to feel good? Do, yeah. But now, do I start questioning your roles?
2: Do I just feel bad because I got, I just guessed wrong and it frustrates me because it's a 50 50? Why can't I guess right at least once?
0: Right. Or yeah. in, that's
2: where I was. <laughs> it, but having the inanimate, the inanimate objects rolling against the you know, does that make any sense? Like, 100%, 100%. I, 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 100%. I can blame the dice. And blaming the dice is better than me blaming you. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? So it's
0: not your fault that you rolled that over there. That's what the dice came up on your side. It's yeah. definitely the dice's fault for this. Yeah. Right, it's so the this... one time that we're literally allowed to blame the dice. Yeah. But <sighs> there's there's nothing I can do to influence that in any way, shape, or form. It has nothing to do with the way I'm flying, it has nothing to do with which way I'm picking my my positions—it's a hundred well, percent. I can it, absolutely blame the dice for this. <laughs> and I mean,
2: the the turn order be, becomes this entirely separate thing that is, um, what's so what neutral. Yeah. Like, if you you can no longer think of moving first or second as an advantage. So I suppose this comes from my biases as well. But yeah. I, I no longer view having first or second player as an advantage in 99% of the interactions because I don't know which one it's going to be. So I can't plan. Because if I dial in the perfect move to give me the range of options and then have to move first, is it still a perfect move?
0: Yeah, that raises um, the question. Like, I'm, I'm curious if we've poisoned the well a little bit on the game that Sean and I plays where we both all played the exact same initiative. I think then. Uh, so we agree. There's no reason to play the game where nobody has a matching initiative because the game quite literally doesn't change. So I yeah. think that we can actually set that, you know. Subset. Yeah,
2: like, when we get into it. but I mean, so I suppose. What I, what I, I'll, I'll, I'll just I'll finish off my. I, oh, sure, sorry. Right. I, we, we're doing what we always do and getting track. But yeah. My. Outside of those two things, the fact that it feels weird that you roll for setup and then not again until turn two. Mm-hmm.
4: Which
2: and i And the fact that it's three dice. I'm really excited. Yeah. I'm excited for the unknown because it's unknown and I feel like it'll challenge me more. And that's not to say that I think I'm a brilliant player. But you are like you guys have heard me talk enough now about like flying Vader in the Defender like yeah I'll, I'll Vader in Defender when I fly him will die that's because I opt into a playstyle which will allow him to get shot because I want to engage and play the game I'm playing the game I'm playing the current iteration of X-Wing incorrectly if I want to maximise my chance to win but I'm playing it in a way to maximise the amount of fun that I have whilst playing
3: right.
2: so whilst it I don't know it's really hard to say it without sounding arrogant if that makes sense (laughs) but ultimately being initiative 6 isn't a skill spending one less point than my opponent isn't a skill being able to look at where the things are on the board understand what moves they have no uh, um, but so what I mean is X-Wing ships move on rails. They're, on, they're all on train tracks. They can only be in set positions. Knowing that if I put my set position in the point where I have the most
3: options to avoid your set positions is a skill. It is. But how valuable
2: of a skill should that be? This gets into Because the... you... No matter how skillful you are, you cannot stop me.
0: Yeah. Like, this this me, gets into the conversation that you and I had on Facebook when we were talking about this. This brings back a skill to the game that has been long lost from the game, which was people who knew how to fly.
2: But it's not even that. It, to me, it's more of. I don't consider it randomness. I think that's a wrong term. It, it's more unknown. Like, remember when you first started playing X-wing?
0: Exactly where I you was going to You had
2: no idea where the ships would be. Like, so now you know. Be- theoretically, this might open eyes. I don't know, but if you've got your ship and their ship is in the, in your arc at range one, in like, in the center, if you've got them in bullseye at range one and they're facing away from you, there is no move that they can dial in that will get them out of your arc.
0: Yeah, but you didn't know that when you started playing the game. Yeah, all and right. it was always that great mystery of like, oh, if they go left, I've got yeah. to kind of go with them. But if I guess wrong and they go right, I don't have a shot. It was like the whole dog fighting thing. It's yeah. like two but, planes in the sky. I yeah. love that.
2: But all like uh, if you if I dial in any bank, I stay within my firing arc. Bank moves don't leave the firing arc, so that means that if you're Facing a rock and want to know if you can bank round it or not, is the rock in your firing arc or is it out of your firing arc? So when people take these target locks and go, oh man, I might arrange, but they're checking along the line of the arc, <laughs> that isn't to try and get a target lock, that's to check for certain if they can make this bank. So when you then see the picture of the ship, you know, literally like A hers breadth away from the asteroid, that wasn't skill. That's understanding the basic fundamentals of the game and how it works.
0: Yeah, where the ship's going to land when I put it on this. Absolutely, hundred percent. The the
2: thing I bring this back to the most is guess range weaponry in Warhammer.
0: Ooh, that's been a while. No, I know, but I I was good at that back in those days. uh,
2: Were you good at it, or did you understand that you were playing on a 48-inch board that they they set up 12 inches on and then moved 6 inches?
0: Yeah, you just did the math. So were you
2: you good at it? Was that a skill? Or was that you understanding the fundamental principle of the game?
0: Either
2: way, I think it's a skill because I don't think everyone has it. But that's like saying not everyone... I mean... is so learning that to
1: like re- math, isn't that math yeah. skills like, yeah.
2: you know it's,
0: it's, it's, not everyone like, can do the math in no,
2: their but head but like is reading a skill then I mean, i suppose can you can you be better at reading than other people once they've got the fact that they can read you, can can you read right, I don't know about better but but that's what i'm talking about the, yeah. it, there's a, a floor but once you hit that floor the floor also happens with a ceiling
0: yeah i agree i agree i agree
2: like, and it's
0: it's a skill going, while you're while yeah, you're learning. This, yeah, this is going yeah. to
2: sound more punishing and harsh, and I, I intend it to. But I don't know another way of phrasing it, but having that kind of stuff in the game is just gatekeeping. Like, yeah. I can play, and I'll, I'll use, keep using Warhammer because I don't want it to be too targeted. Mm-hmm. But when I play my Empire Army that had two cannons and two mortars,' it's like, "Oh man, I get really good efficiency out of these because they seem to like, hit every time,
3: because I'm good at counting
2: well, n- not even that, it's like um oh this turn, I'm going to fire this cannon, okay, I'm gonna guess what we- so you, I was tw- I set up twelve inches on, you set up twelve inches on you m- marched eight inches. So then I need to the fact that the cannon's gonna add between two and ten and then add again between two and ten. So I'll guess sixteen inches.
3: Oh look at that. And then I'm oh yeah. Right. But even better, I've measured that cannon now.
2: So now I'll fire a cannon that's next to it. And I'm still guessing, by the way. <laughs> Oh man, I, was, I think I need to guess 16.75 inches now. You fucking Americans.
0: <laughs> Point, points,
2: half 0. 0.75 of an inch. Fuck you.
0: 16 and three quarters.
3: Yeah,
2: thank you. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, oh look, my mortars. Oh well, these are on the off- opposite side of the battlefield, so I can't use that information because trigonometry doesn't exist. I don't know that I <laughs> I don't know that I set them up twenty-four inches away from my cannons and that that cannon was exactly this far away. I'm so skilled at the game. And like the person who's never played before is looking at these mortars landing swap bang in the middle of their units and going, Holy shit. Like, this guy's really good. Like, Am I though?
0: Am I or can I just do basic math?
3: <laughs> but like I've I've got to a point where I understand that <laughs> that twenty four minus eight is sixteen that's right. how skilled I am <laughs> You know what I mean um, it
2: It is a skill that's floor is level with the ceiling, in my opinion.: Yes, I would agree with that. and that's how I feel about double reposition aces. <laughs> At initiative six. I was gonna say at game.
0: initiative six as the as the second player. <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: And uh, I'm bad at it because I succumb to the urge to have fun and play the game.
2: And that is my failing, and I will lose many a game of X Wing because of it. And you know what?
1: Well, isn't that the difference though? Is playing for fun or playing to win? Yep. Yeah. Now, well, no, no, no. I mean, now, if you're a person that plays to win to have fun, that's a different type of person than a person playing to have fun or playing to win because there's a gratification piece that comes from winning to that person compared to me. I just want to play the game. If I play the game, I don't really care. I get frustrated in the game. just like you do with anything, not totally because I want to win, but because you do everything correctly and it doesn't work out because of an element. You know, it's just like flying over a rock. You know, you put the mustache rock down. How many times do you get bit by the mustache rock?
0: Oh, you know? God. Or how many times you forget it's there and you're like, oh, I'm uh, going to make that. I'm going to totally make that.
2: I was playing a game with uh, Chris Allen and uh, Jeremy um, Jumbo. I was on TGS watching us and it was like, my favorite part of this game uh, is how Chris has put his uh YV six 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 in a position where it can't help but one not like do nothing for next turn. And so I looked at like uh okay, let me change my camera angle and yeah, it looks like you're right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I land on the mustache rock and um regret my life choices.
1: Yeah, I mean that that's one part of it, but at the same time, you know, if you're the one that put the mustache rock there... Uh, I was. Well, oh, can, I, was. You know, I, I did, Sean. all That's usually yeah. how it worked. It, it was all me.
0: Yeah. That's the best way for it to work. Exactly. exactly. I think Chris and I have talked about our biases, Sean. I'm really kind of curious to hear what yours are going into this.
1: So I have a little different point of view on this. A, I've been disconnected from the physical game for a long time. So I don't come into it with much in the way of bias. So. Remember, I used to be a TO, so my whole philosophy about X-Wing has always been, you print the rule, I enforce the rule, because that's what a TO does, you know? Um, A TO looks at rules, should, sorry, should look at rules and not put their own personal bias into rules, and that's my personal opinion about being a TO. Now, if I'm running an event where I can put any rule into it, then it's a whole different ballgame but with this the only thing that i have any issues with so far is what we've already discussed and that's the first turn determining first turn all the way through to dials on second turn
3: yeah
1: i think that that's a bad bad thing i think what it should be is it, it that first first roll ends after placement
3: yeah
0: i agree
1: Because that would make the whole game end up being 100% exact, you know, where everything is random then from that point on, you know, rather than because it also creates an interesting part of the game where you could be the first player placing the first rock and placing everything, you know, placing your ships and not being first player. Which would be in that would create an interesting element to me because does that change how you place your rock? Does that change how what your strategy is in turn zero? Because ultimately, if you know that you're you want soon as you win it and you know that you're going to be first player all the way through turn one, you have an advantage just like you did before, you know, in everything because you're now going to place rocks where they're going to be, should, be at an advantage. Yeah. Because you know you're going first. And if you're playing a high aces list, you're really going to want to play that game. Because after that turn, you don't know what's going on. You know, you don't know where you're going to be. So that initial planning shouldn't be planning all the way through. (laughs) Yeah. All the way through.
2: I will come to my own point and say that, it's only one round and theoretically you can play around it and on average engagement doesn't start until turn three blah 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 Right. like the fact that i saw the the not the matrix mate again is a little bit overly it's not difficult (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) Mm -hmm. um the fact that I spotted it and was like, oh, I could I could probably exploit this because I've been exploiting it for the last, like, 20 games or whatever. Right. That, that's one side of it. But how much impact it actually has, I don't know. But the fact that it could have any is
3: the issue. Right,
1: right. But beyond that, I don't have much. I don't have much to say because I haven't seen enough games played with it, with new rules. When we start incorporating everything else that's upcoming, coming up, that to me it will have more of an impact on the game than who's going first each turn, except for as I stated earlier, in mirror matches or or in matches where ship um initiative is the same. Yeah. After that, it doesn't matter because you know you're playing X-Wing in between all of that. You know, it's just like when we played, Chris, we played X-Wing in between all the other stuff that was going on. Yeah, and
2: I think we could probably move on to those now. Um, Do you want to talk about the games first and then our feelings about uh, the games and our feelings on how it went? Because I think I want to close out with your thoughts, on how you built the list. It feels Uh, a bit out out of my face doing that last. But I think it'll make sense if we build up to that. If that.
1: Yep. Yeah, that's yeah. a good way to do it. So, yeah, yeah, let's go on to the next.
2: Yeah. So, wait, I'll just start off, because I played a game, like, five days before. I managed to get a game in on the Friday uh, against someone uh, and uh, had overlap. So we it, we used it all. So that was me playing Vader and the Inquisitors against Anakin and some Jedi. So the only overlap was at I6, with my Vader and his Anakin. But he had battle meditation on Anakin, which meant that he could coordinate to a two Jedi after Vader had moved, if he was second player. Which means that if he's saved the reposition, they can barrel roll to get a shot, or boost to get a shot. So, I was like, this could be really interesting. And I don't know that Clay had the same thoughts. He was using it a lot to get target locks at initiative six, which again is still an advantage kind of thing, but um, I kind of didn't really worry about it. There was one turn where I'd had a bit of a skirmish, his ships were all collapsing, I'd Got my one of my inquisitors behind, and then Vader's approach is—it's Vader, and defender. So kind of—I think we spoke about fell in the same kind of terms a long, long time ago. But like, he needs to punch through the engagement and be clear on the other side.
0: We we have talked about yeah. this mm-hmm.
2: So I was like, well, I could three bank and have a good a good shot if i'm sec- uh, if i'm f- if i was first i would have 100% of three banked if i was second i was contemplating doing either the two straight or a one bank
3: and not getting my token but then he if i
2: was first and did that he can reposition everyone onto me and i don't have my defensive tokens So because there was such a big difference between that three bank and that one bank, I just did the five straight. I was like, I don't know what to do this turn, but I 100% know that no matter if he moves first or I move first, he cannot stop me from this five straight fitting, which means I get my evade, I can then reposition depending on what else else has happened or focus stack by the tokens. So, out of the entire, I think we played 11 turns um, before the game ended in total destruction. Um, I lost. I turned Vader in to be range one of the Jedi. Um, I'd I did a one bank to be range one of the Jedi so we could just trade shots and see who won at the end instead of doing a five straight boost behind the clouds, which, you know what I mean? If I'd have been playing to run away, players convinced that I would have won. I just told him that I don't want to play to run away so he can win it's fine Um, but yeah in an entire 11 ring game it was one turn where I did a move that was only that because I didn't know
0: yeah and I'm curious about that because I'm thinking back to Sean and I's game let's just say for sake of argument I get out of that engagement I only lose one ship the swarm then breaks up and then all of those overlapping turns don't really affect everything. So legitimately, I feel like the only areas where this affects the game is on close engagements. Yeah. Close and, enough and, and, where, yeah. Close enough for blocks can happen.
1: Well, I, I look at it this way. It's close enough where blocks or reposition. Right. Yes. Yeah. And that's, that's the key to me is understanding. That your opponent can reposition. I think that that's the key piece in that is that, but I also think that it's really only effective when you're having to choose between, as in our case, pilot skill four and pilot skill four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because if it's a pilot skill one, he's going to move, right? Yeah. I'm
2: like in our game, Sean. I think we like we were talking through our turns as we were doing it as well. Right. And again, I think there was like a, maybe two die in the turn. I had to break up the swarm. I think there was well, one of them where I did like the the straight, so that I could barrel roll because I either knew that I'd not be able to barrel roll because I'd have you in the shot, but I'll be able to barrel roll and probably block what I thought you were going to do. And then everyone else, it was like, well, this is where I want to be, whether I'm first or second, and I don't care if you block it or not, because it's still a better position for me.
1: Correct. Correct. And, and, you know, as we get into the future, a lot of what we did will change how you do things. Yeah. Like, in our game, Ed, I wouldn't, if, if the future rules that are potentially going to come in, yeah, capital, that changes how I play that entire game.
0: Yeah, I agree.
2: The focus on bumps,
1: but
0: yeah, I was, I was, I yes. said, do you want do you want to touch on that real quick and see, uh, and so yes. we because these haven't been put in places the things that they're discussing. But the it's it came up in the stream. We yeah, it sounds
2: there. like they're the happy with the way that random order after Dials works right they're happy with the way deficit scoring is working they're happy with the way the ban list is working but they're not currently happy with how bumps work and uh and
0: i feel like we need to double back on that ban list real quick because there are certain things like because we had talked about how the dial should be sacred so there are yeah. current upgrades right now in the game that allow you to see a ship's dial, and those types of upgrades are going to go away.
2: Yeah, so like they said, anything that's got a cost might stay restricted, but again, they're basically going to be testing it all to get it where they want it. Uh-huh. But like,
3: effectively, sense, Cassian, Snoke, um, informant. Um, I'm sure there's others but um, that, basically that kind of stuff
2: the only one that I think is a little bit weird I don't know that I like the idea of the I-5 tri-fighters going on the ban list because they Ooh. have uh, if you if you spend a lock you have on a ship in the system phase you can look at its dial and I'm like oh man I hate to lose, the, I lose my I-5 tri-fighters and again that's just because I'm currently playing them so you know big sad for me
3: um but
2: yeah, yeah. That,
0: that's fine they uh, might FAQ or errata those to do something else then yeah but you're but you're right like so the if we're going off the premise of the dial is sacred you should not know the dial until after it's been flipped then those types of upgrades are probably going to be on the first list this also included luke gunner yeah which and we talked about this this is a ballsy move to take an, a star wars game with Luke Skywalker and say Luke Skywalker is on the ban list, the gunner anyway. Yep. Um, simply because it completely eliminates um that entire part of the game. If Luke can just go Ollie Ollie free just turn it and go.
2: As long as you don't put vader and a Defender on the ban list, they will be okay. <laughs> um, so there.
0: So those are the yeah. things we know for starters we are talking about doing in the ban list. They are talking about doing a abandoned and restricted list. I am kind of curious to see how things go on that. Um, they also briefly mentioned that the the format of extended and hyperspace hyperspace is basically going away. They're going to do a standard, and then the extended is going to be all the all free. Like mean, no band so w-
2: what I should say, because this will be so at a bunch of time. If you want to hear about all of this, go and check out either Dice Hate Patreon or the Lack uh, of Focus Patreon, because we have an in focus. Breaking down the AMG stream, which by the time you hear this, will be available to the public. It's currently Patreon only, but that was uploaded this morning. So people can be listening to that now, their Patreons. But that will go live on Tuesday. So yeah, at the same time this comes live, you should be able to listen to that. And at some point, it'll get fed into the stream. Normally, it'll, it'll appear probably a week later than that. On your normal download, I think. So if you can't even be bothered Googling Lack of Focus Patreon, then, you know, or or clicking the link in the show notes. But we do have a 51 minute uh, in focus episode breaking all of that down. Correct.
0: I just figured since, in case they didn't hear that, I would at least want to touch on those two
2: things. Yeah, I know. It's just, even though clocks go back tonight, you know. I want oh, to enjoy yeah. that extra hour of sleep. Me too. Me too. Yeah. So all right, so rolling it back to my one game with Vader, I actually enjoyed that as a choice. That enhanced the game for me. I'm not going to lie. Having that point where I was like, the best move for this is different to the best move if I knew either way. Like, if I knew I was going first, the best move best move is X. If I knew I was going second, the best move is Y. Because I don't know, my best move is actually Z. And I enjoyed that thought process that got me there. So yeah, I don't know. Like, did anyone else have any of those moments?
0: I had a lot of the moments. So I went with the blunt force trauma approach on my first game doing that where i'm gambling i'm gonna win this if i don't i'm gonna to...
2: yeah you were pushing all of the chips then right. on one or the other a lot weren't you?
0: right just to see what would happen and what i yeah. can tell you from one game of experience doing it that is the wrong approach which means you definitely need to start getting into the 4d level of you know 4d chess kind of level of I really need to think about these moves, especially when they come into close examination. Now, admit, admittedly, Sean and I had a very extreme case where there were six ships on the board. All of them were I-4. So that role was extraordinarily yeah. important.
2: And the the actual initiative didn't change throughout like the entire game. It felt like you guys did it. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it did for two turns total. Yeah.
0: Two inconsequential turns, I might add. Yeah, but like yeah, when it came then, down to it, the important ones, Sean always won. <laughs>
2: But also, I, it was two back-to-back, then it flipped and stayed that way. Yeah. And, yeah like,
1: one and One and two, and then everything else was... And we played six rounds, Tony. Totally.
2: Yeah. So what I would say, I do have a question, Ed, which I want mm-hmm. you to try and consider. No, of course. If you'd have gone all-in on one or the other and been right...
0: I would have felt the exact same way I do right now.
2: Right. Because, yeah, it... like, if you go all-in... And ship roll your opponent. I'm sure that will feel really good. Why? But,
0: but it, the, it came down to luck of a dice. Yeah, shot. like
3: th- this is where I think, like, this is the
2: the exact conversation that we we had about my game with Sean, but different. The fact that I hung Vader out to dry, got him down to one health and then live through the rest of the game, just because I did that doesn't mean not doing the five straight was the correct decision. Yeah. If I'd have done the five straight, Vader's still above half points and I can play a lot more aggressively with him, Sean's got two different angles of approach to worry about, that was the correct choice. Just because the outcome was correct, or just because I got the desired outcome, doesn't mean that the choices that got me there were correct. Yeah. Like that makes, the totally old cool. show your work kind of thing. Going all in on I'm going to guess I'm gonna bet all of my money on red, spin that fucking wheel. Just because it comes up red every once in a while.
0: I mean it was yeah. the right choice. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree.
3: And I I think that that's even this is going to sound really weird. But I think... And this is feelings not actually
2: thought out, done any math here, so please just destroy me when I'm completely wrong. <laughs> but um, I feel like if you go all in on a turn where it's going to be, actually be crucial, that isn't going all in on black or going in all in on red. That's like going it all in on like the top, you know, a quadrant, or like going right. all in on zero, right? Because you're not, it's yeah, that, not a. That's, an, if you're going to keep
0: the ga- if you're going to keep the gambling, it's it's going all in on pocket aces before the flop.
2: Yeah, it's, yeah, it's
1: going all in before the flop. Like,
0: yep, it's I, I, I'm either winning this or I'm losing this on these pocket aces.
1: Yeah, yeah I mean. At that point, you think you have the best hand because you have pocket
0: aces. Yeah. And you before don't flop, know what those other two cards the flop, are. W- when
2: right. it flopped three twos and your opponent's holding two seven.
0: Yep. You're fine. Yes. Because exactly.
2: they, they obviously went all in on their two seven against your pocket aces.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, that, you know, and if you go with, you know, true gambling, you know, you're, you didn't do enough to bet them out is why you lost. Yeah, You know, and that's the thing with, you know, X-Wing's kind of the same way, where your list is your hand, and how you set your list up is, you know, your, you know what's in your hand, and then how you play it after that is where you're playing to the river. And it's like, I knew I had Ed the moment he turned. I knew that it was my game. Because of my list, I knew it was my game. If I could have killed Vader, when I should have killed Vader, I think it was my game with Chris. Now we played to time. You know, we got six rounds with five minutes left when we ended. Well, you know, well we would have I only one more
3: I
2: only won because I still had Vader's points on the table.
1: Correct, and yeah, that's the so. only reason why. Yep. Yeah. Well, but I, I, I knew too.
2: the ties would, uh, and that, like, that was my plan all along, was mm-hmm. to keep Vader on the table, and the ties will eventually do damage. Because that's what they do when they all get to work together. Right. The fact you know, that it worked doesn't mean that I played better than you. It means correct. that I like say I got the through the wrong the wrong
1: choices. But well yeah, it was kind of a backwards way to do it. But that's kind of how gambling in yeah. X Wing is is if I kill Vader, you know, because in an hour and fifteen minute game with a 12-round limit, and what's the average rounds in a game now? Six, I think? Um,
2: but Five you're still sitting around ten. Like, well, I think...
1: It all depends how fast people play. Yeah. yeah. You know, if people are throwing dials quick, I could see ten. If people are having to make choices, which I would think you would do, six to eight is probably what you're going to get. 10. And in a, in a six, you know, we'd have been at seven rounds, Ed and I had six. Had six.
2: We had like I, about. I, I think it's five. still worth remembering that we're. Like, I'm no one near experienced on TTS yet, and I'm trying to teach for two of
3: you. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. Yeah. So yeah. There, you know, there's so a lot of. a that blind not have blind on that. But so. I will say, Chris, your game and my game was quick dial setting. Yeah, we didn't have. I think I had one turn where I took 30 seconds to a minute to set, because with my list, I know what I'm going to do ahead of time. I just have to decide. The the two decisions I have to make are when am I going to action? And, and. Are you going to do a move that's on your dial? That is correct. Yeah. You know, and those are the two choices that I have. And we'll talk about that when I go over my list.
2: Yeah. And I, I'm, I heard this phrase the other day. Um, I can't remember what, it might've been listening to. D and Ryan arguing about um, the same topic we're talking about now, but I think it's like everyone thinks of fast at setting dials until they come up against someone faster. And it's like I think I think <laughs> I set <laughs> dials pretty quick. Generally, I think
1: I I, do. Generally I I bad. know that I do. You know, I just know historically I always did because I had my dis. While everything else is going, you know, cause I used to play chess. So in chess, <laughs> you're always thinking ahead. You mean and first once-
2: edition X-wing? That we mean chess. yes first oh, edition x-wing getting digs in there for everyone who thinks x-wing is an actual balance game yeah okay yeah.
1: Just... <laughs> but my the th- the key thing to me is is that i'm already thinking well we're throwing oh, dice sorry i other. need to
2: interject sean sorry but i'm going to i'm going to roll that back i'm just getting that dig in for everyone who thinks chess is a balance game
1: right because ah, it's not. Cause it's well, not. it's not because there's still a first player and there's still a second yeah. player.
3: Yeah, chess is not
2: about white fan.
1: always white. If you play chess, white should always have the advantage.
3: So because t- it's that's tournament's it's, always
1: di- it's dictating the game.
3: Yes,
1: that's yeah. what white does. White dictates the game, and white should always have the advantage. It doesn't mean the white player plays perfectly, but the white player should have the advantage. And and that's the the key in X Wing is. I think the players that that know their list and know what they want to do with their list have a great advantage over somebody who's building a list either because they saw it on the internet or they saw it, you know, or they thought, oh, this might work, but they don't understand interaction and they don't understand the interaction against other lists or other types of lists then that's where you have all the problems within our games our games are in a vacuum because yeah. our games were built specifically to try one thing
4: out
1: yeah so our, um, our game our two games exist in that vacuum of testing one element and then we tested it at least in my opinion i think we tested it enough to understand the effect of that element on the game in that vacuum style game that that element's going to affect.
2: So so I suppose let's do takeaways that we we had from it then, and then we'll move on to with building.
0: Sure. Yep. So I only got the one game in myself. Uh, My takeaway from that is that the the Blood Force Trauma, um, Brute Force attempt of red or black betting on it is not going. I mean, you're going to either win or you're going to lose poorly. Uh, playing it that way so what it does is it's going to even on your opening moves like everyone thinks okay with those two first couple of moves maybe they're inconsequential because it doesn't really matter i don't know that i agree with that i think it's genuinely going to become a much more if it's even harder to get uh, even further into the game's really going to come a lot more into positioning and your level of accountability when you start getting into those engagement knowing, okay. I need to be able to account for, like Chris was saying, they're on railroad tracks. Where is he going to be? And where possibilities? And where can I slide my ship in to be able to get those shots in? It's going to take some thought on those engagement rounds. When you have a situation like we had, where you have, even if it's just two ships, even if it's two ships as they're coming in, that could be the make or break because it's going to affect everything that comes before and after that and how you're setting those up. It's just going to take a little bit more thought. I don't think that it is the end all and be all. The sky is falling. I think people are going to adjust and I think we're going to discuss how they're going to adjust. Um, I think look, everything else, good players are going to find ways to uh, eliminate as much variance as possible in a game. And whether that be through the same methods that they always have, it's going to be through list building. I think you're going to need, when you are putting your list together, you're going to want to take into account of, well, what happens if this situation happens? How do I react?
1: Well, and I think you also, I think to expand on that, Ed, is as a player you have to be open minded to the things that you don't preconceive are going to happen in your
3: game. Yes,
1: and I think a lot of people play a game thinking that something is going to happen in a certain way, and that's where I think a lot of the frustration or whatever you want to call it with with these new rules coming out, are people are frustrated because. It's taking them out of their element that they've always thought in. You know, now they have to think differently. And people hate change. You know, right off the bat, Chris said this: people hate change. You know, that's number mm-hmm. one. You know, and and you're definitely correct. It's there's going to have to be more thought put into X-wing now than there was maybe at the end of 1.0 and through all of extended up to this point.
2: Yeah. I mean, I will say, as kind of a defense for these people, like, playing devil's advocate, like, people feel like they are being told that they're playing the game wrong, and that it's easy to interpret that as a personal attack, and I don't think that that's the case, I don't, like, when they say that these changes aren't for you and they're sorry, they they understand that the game that exists currently, that, you know, FFG handed to them, was fine. You know, it was a game in its own right, but if they're going to continue working on it, they have to make it into a game that they
3: can jive with. And if that isn't what they see for the game, you, like, you don't, this is probably not a valid comparison, so sorry
2: but it's like if you're left-handed do you want left-handed people designing tools for left-handed people to use or do you want someone who's right-handed trying to come up with stuff
1: yeah no i trust me i i work in that in an industry where people who design the rules that are that affect my work life have no idea what my work life is you know yeah i get that totally but i i mean direct Try
2: if you're left handed, try and if you're right handed, try and use a can opener left handed. Like when I was in the military, the SA 82 that we used to use for a rifle is right handed, but you give you a left handed, you have to learn to shoot it right-handed.
3: right handed, right?
2: Whereas in the M16, is ambidextrous, you can set it to sort of,
1: eject, sort of, yeah, sort of, sort of, you can't shoot it left handed, you can, but you're. Everything, everything is still opposite. If you're shooting the left-handed, your forward assist is still on the right. You're, it's still on All your, right. on your trigger side at that point. Whereas you're having to change how you mechanically do. Those.
2: But is it, is it eject the carts out of the
1: correct side though? It's, it's the right side. So, right. Okay. and I don't no, know what the correct side is. Is in
2: away from your face if you were?
1: Yes, it would. Yeah, yeah. if you're left-handed, it, it ejects them towards you.
2: Yeah, so no. But there are guns that are left-handed, where it's in. You it You can set it up to eject mm-hmm. out of the other side, kind of thing. Right. Because spent casings are hot. <laughs> yes. Um,
0: Especially when they yeah. hit
2: you in the face. It, it's almost like there was a miniature explosion inside this piece of thin metal
0: milliseconds ago.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, this is tangents, then tangents. Now, but like, you don't want someone who has no idea about that That mentality to be doing it. And that's not to say that AMG couldn't and that they'd do it badly, but I would much rather have them work in an environment that they're comfortable taking the game to where they want it to be yep. than trying to make something that they're, they're not passionate about or going through emotions kind of thing.
0: Yeah, because, again, I think I'm stealing some thunder from the the lack of focus that, or the in-focus that we did. I, AMG could just as easily had walked in the door and said, we're keeping the status quo. We're going to do points adjustments two to three times a year. We're going to continue with our release schedule. We're still going to play in the same playgrounds we're doing with skills and abilities and not change these fundamental rules. And they probably would have been fine um i well, do re- i do respect i think what we would have ended up with though i think this is probably what sean's going to speak up on we probably would have ended up with where we were at the end of 1.0 eventually i
2: i'll, I'll let sean come in a second sorry but i think that well we would have ended up is with a dead game
1: yes exactly and and i don't think that people totally realize that you know number one the way that things work in life is if you have the same people doing the same thing over and over and over, they do the same thing over and over and over. That's just the way that it is, even if you try to re change how you model something, it still does that you know because people you know group think is a very real thing, and you get into that single track. My point is, and I think a lot of the frustration with a m g is the fact that. It's not Alex Davy making the game. It's not Frank Brooks making the game. It's not any other Frank that they had assigned to the game. <laughs> and oh. and you know what? That's not AMG's fault. Well, and I've gonna... seen that. The reason why I'm bringing that up is because I saw that post. I saw a post on on Facebook talking about that. You know, where somebody who was close to all the designers, the former designers, brought up a post, you know, of, you know, toast a drink to, you know, these people. And it's Look, like...
3: I will say that the the people toasting... I'm not going to dig up old posts or anything like that, but <laughs> there, I
2: think it would be fair to say a large number of the people who are criticising AMG and who are um, lamenting the loss of FFG, are the same people who were saying that it's time to fire Max when he was doing stuff and he was a new person because they didn't like the things that they thought he did when it turned out that the things they did like were things he did. But they didn't care about facts; it was just about feelings, and they thought it was time to buy a out.
1: Yeah, so... and I think that that's what it comes down to is we're at an emotion, you know, the stages of grief at this point, like you said, yeah. and we're at You know, we're at that point where you know we've already been through bargaining.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think those people have very short-term memories in the fact of some of the things that FFD changed that they didn't like.
1: Well, and I'm they gonna
0: didn't go over very well.
1: So last night, late,
3: I can find it. I sent. Where
1: did I send it?
3: Um, I think you sent. It was. Uh, uh,
1: it was after men. That was Facebook. Yeah. So.
0: So while you're while you're looking that up, I do want to okay, real quick. Yeah. Oh, here we go. You're...
1: Here we go. Okay, let me let me go go through this real quick. Sorry. Ed. so i sent this at you know near near midnight last night but this was in after me reading another freaking post which i got to stop doing but i wrote i mean we survived mov do you remember the transition to mov and how much people thought that would ruin the game we survived we survived roanoke Yep. remember how much people said that would ruin the game what they did we survived phantoms because that was the worst ship put in the game at the time. We survived Dengaroo, which was the worst combination you could have put in the game. And I put, we can survive Road. I mean, that's what's going to happen is the game's still going to continue. I haven't seen the people who are talking about selling all their lists. I haven't seen them on eBay yet. So I'm guessing those people still have their, their ships and are going to keep their ships.
0: So what I was going to say is, I, I we have I have a huge amount of respect for Alex, Frank, yep. all the former um, FFG employees. We were all personal friends with those folks, like legitimately connections on Facebooks, chatted with them all the time, talked to Wade and a bunch of the other guys that were still running OP back in those times. This is not a knock on them in any way, shape, or form. It's not. They they the game started wave one to wave three. Alex took over from wave four on. Brought Frank on. And the game went from all the way there until like I think they did a fantastic job and brought the game to where it was. There's a huge amount of respect I have for all of those folks. But in order for a game to survive, it needs to change. You need to find the things that are not working correctly and adjust. I applaud AMG for their approach of just flipping some of the switches and see what kind of happens. They're not doing this in a vacuum. They are testing these things, and they believe this to be the correct direction for the game. I recognize the resistance to change i personally do not believe that you're playing the game incorrectly when you're like i used to like it better when that was that way well i used to like the game better when ty swarm used to win games all the time guess I, what i ty... used to
2: like the game better when i could put veteran instincts on whisper and then de-cloak on my activation
0: and, advanced, advanced and then, device, and then and re-cloak, re-cloak
2: after i fired
0: Yep, I used to like that too. That was a lot of fun. I used to like being able to take three toilet seats, I'm sorry, Jumpmaster 5000s, and be able to load them up your repeaters and blow every list off the board. I used to like that a lot. Was that the right thing for the game? No. Did it need to be adjusted? Yes. And I get it. This is a, a huge mechanical change and it's going to take some time to adjust, but you are going to adjust. I believe me, you will get through this.
1: And at the same time, you can lament your friends no longer work for a company.
0: Yes. And
1: that sucks. It and does. that sucks royally. But it wasn't their choice. It wasn't the choice of the current designers for all of this. I don't think the current designers knew it was happening before it happened. And if they did, you know, they probably didn't know very far in advance. Well,
0: and, they, and they didn't know how far in advance and they didn't have any choice in the matter.
1: Correct. I mean, all of that aside, like,
3: <laughs> I'm the the game. The game was fun, and the yep. game will still be fun.
0: Yeah, exactly. I'm still, I'm still like, pla- pushing plastic spaceships and making people noises yeah. in the Star Wars universe. Like, like, it's still going to be a fun game,
3: right?
2: Yeah. Uh, I fact, we've got like 15 minutes or so um, before we want to start closing. Um, because I'll like get I like... tired soon, fall off the cliff. <laughs> um, the, obviously, for my list, I didn't really put any thought into road other than making sure I had i fours to same. match Sean. Um, Ed was the same. The so Sean was the only one of us who designed his list with road in mind. I would play this Vader list anyway. I right. Ed, it seemed
1: fun. Yes yeah. uh, that list seemed like it'd be a, that synergy is so cool
2: yeah that, that that's why i I tried to find a list that I would have been happy playing before and play it in the test to see how I felt about it, and that's not to invalidate the the way you approached it because I think we get a lot more value from this conversation now than if we'd have all just taken. A normal list and try to match initiatives. Yeah, the list it.
0: the list I would have taken would have been the four X one B list because I really want to try flying that list. Yeah. But when I recognize what we really wanted to try to do, which was stress test, I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to go with that and then raise the initiative. I'm like, all right, I've run out of points, got yeah. some points left over. Let's toss, you know, hopeful on all of these and then see what happens.
1: Yeah. So what I'll do is I'll talk through the list real quick, and the the two ships are mirrored, so there's no you know there's nothing too super different between them and it's a list that had success in 1.0 so it's not did. like this is it's not like this is anything brand new it's just my thought process in how i built the list is specific to this condition that the game is in right now so the list is IG88B and IG88C they're mirrored so everything i talk about will be the same on both ships. And I'm going to go through this specifically on purpose. So I took IG-2000 so that they can mimic each other. You know, yep. one ability mimics the other. Um, I took shield upgrade because I think that, A, I had the points, and B, I think that that's going to be a big thing when you're looking at the new world. I've always believed in being an upgrade hole or upgrade shields um there's always just a good thing when you can afford to do it Um and,
0: and since you're going to 200 points now anyway it doesn't matter
1: it doesn't matter um th- and that's the other thing i took into consideration is i didn't want to have any points left over i did it was 199 points but that's because of the way that it is um i took um tractor beam and heavy laser cannon uh I used to do that when I played these back in 1.0 because you're covering both range arcs and tractor beam can be very effective in the game. HLC is obvious because of the ability. You shoot a main gun shot, strip tokens, or force them to take damage on that shot. If they don't take damage, you strip tokens and then HLC them. Um... And that's pretty much the concept of the offensive side of this ship is range one, you still have tractor beam, range two to three, you have HLC or tractor beam if you want to shoot it. Then I added proton bombs because, and Ed found this out very dearly, Uh if someone wants to joust this list, proton bombs are gigantic. I mean... They are there to me and there's other ones out there that can do things, but for the points I had available and I've always liked proton bombs. If you're playing against ships without shields, you know, being able to toss, uh, you know, anytime you can toss um, crits on ships, I think that it's always advantageous. And then the two things, the two pieces, the first one is inertial dampeners. And in this day and age, Especially in the joust, inertial dampeners actually becomes a thing. And because of road, it gives you the ability to choose to move or not to move if you choose that. You know, of course you're gonna take stress, but because of because of in the next uh next one is advanced sensors, I see the field, I can choose then what I want to do action. So I can action before. If I know that I'm not going to be stressed, I can action after by choice. It all depends on how I want to do it. In the world of road, being able to take your actions. So if I can calculate prior to get to calculate tokens on both ships, if need be, um, I think that that's a great advantage. And advanced sensors really gives you that ability. And then finally, the elusive. I love elusive. Mm -hmm. Um, because on this ship, I really think having the ability to reroll a die, um, a defense die is extremely important to me because, and it did actually help me from taking damage against Ed and I think against Chris too, if I'm not mistaken. Absolutely did. And then of course it's rechargeable, which makes it multi-purpose. And with these ships, you're going to be doing a lot of red maneuvers. Um, to reposition, things like that, so it recharges. So using elusive never hurts, especially when you know you're going to do red maneuvers and be stressed and be able to recharge it. So between advanced sensors, inertial dampeners, and elusive, and then having the gun package of tractor beam and HLC, I just think that this, in the world of road, if I'm flying against a a pseudo-mirror, or if I'm flying against something like what we flew against where we have positioning issues, it would also help, too, if I know that I'm going up against someone who wants to block a lot. It's also very effective because I can then move into the block having already action. And to me, that's...
0: And then the following turn, drop a bomb on them.
1: Correct, yes. And, And then play the proton bomb. And, you know, with Proton Bombs having charges and being able to drop two, you know, you, you can't beat, that's that's probably the highest, highest to, to me in this list, probably one of the best four points I can spend.
0: Yeah, I um, agree. Your your list came with a lot of tools in the toolbox. A right? lot of and,
1: tools. And you guys know me. I'm a player, I'm a person who likes to dumb down my list so that I have fewer choices. But I think with this list, it's almost like playing without choices you know the it's almost like playing in you know a, an autopilot list because once you get to know when are you going to use elusive, when are you going to use inertial dampeners and how your salvo is you know going to be on the offensive side, this ship just creates this ship gives me a lot of choices that are easy choices you know if I know that I'm going to bump. Guess what I'm gonna do? I'm an advanced sensor. If I know that I'm gonna be doing a red maneuver, I'm an advanced sensor. If I know that I can make it through my maneuver and be able to do a boost, gain the, you know, gain the uh evade token, I'll do that too. But
0: Or oh crap, I lost the roll. Ah, I guess I'll just inertial dampener and let them fly right in front of me.
1: Exactly. Or let them fly into me. Right. And that's the other side, because these are still medium-based ships. And I think that having all of these tools that are really easy choice tools too, none of this was hard. You know, like I said earlier, I only had really one turn in both the games where I had to stop and think what's my X or what's my Y? You know, what's the cause and effect of the two things I can do here? And that was whether I was going to advance sensor or if I was going to inertial dam. And that's really what it is. And this ship has enough mobility. And the beauty of these two ships is they can actually fight on their own. They don't both need to be in the same game space to, to be effective because when you can throw seven, six or seven dice at range one, two, or three, at ships. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know, or actually, it's 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 actually eight dice. You know, if you're at at range one between the two shots, I really think that you have a decent enough advantage. Now, once again, against hyper maneuvering, um, you know, hyper maneuvering, high pilot, you know, higher pilot skill ships. This list will have the same disadvantages that it did in 1.0, where you'll be able to pick them apart. But with the proton bombs, it makes it a little more difficult for that player. And with the inertial dampeners, it'll make it difficult for that type of player to have all of that advantage, in my opinion. You know, they have to take those things into consideration when they're doing their maneuvering. So getting in behind me, you're maybe not going to want to get in behind me at range one potentially. Yeah. And I am a player where I do run over rock, and I'm not afraid of that, Um, and I'm not afraid of putting a bomb down that will do damage to my own ship. I'm not afraid of that. So,
3: I did have one feels question for you, Sean. Mm-hmm. And I, there isn't a right or wrong answer. Um... Do you think they should let you do those two upgrades? Speaking of the ban list. Yeah,
2: miss for miss advanced... They spoke like about, obviously, stuff that lets you look at the other
1: person's dial. Mm-hmm. So... Ultimately, well, that's what I'm doing. Because I'm looking at game state. Yeah. Yeah.
0: After I mean, after it, they flipped them, but yes. Yeah.
1: Well, even before. You know, because... Because you have to make these choices prior to. You know, these are... These are known battlefield condition choices. So if I believe that my moving, let's just say three straight, is going to bump me, well, I'm an advanced sensor. If I think that an opponent is going to do something that might put them in a position with me doing a full stop maneuver, you know, I agree. And, and that's, I think advanced sensors will go up. I think we're going to see advanced sensors in the twenty-point range.
0: I would agree with that same thing of inertial dampeners too. I, mean, I think inertial. What do well, you what think I, about?
2: obviously, it's we we've shown it to ban, but it's like ban restricted. So, right. do you just put advanced well, sensors it, and inertial dampeners and that kind of stuff on a restricted half of the list? Do you think you, it should be banned? Like,
1: so I do don't. you think, think that you, it's
2: I, too like? Will it become that? That's a what? Right, so let me frame the well, question better. Sorry. Let me,
1: well, let me let uh, me throw this yeah. before you ask that question. How many lists will this affect? Because it's only going to affect what scum. So it's only going to be one faction.
2: Well, uh, of ships can take advanced sensors in the sensor swat, and a bunch can take uh, illicits. Alright. Okay. The um, falcons can have illicits, um mm-hmm. Resistance can have illicit now um, but
1: but I think this is the combination of the two that I'm looking at, you know yeah. because it's the combination of the two that really kind of break this combination, you know um, yeah and that's the question Chris is I think before you ban it or before you restrict it, you point it first, you
0: yeah yeah, I agree. The,
1: because if you put advanced sensors to 20, let's say, so let's say now I'm paying 40 points, you know, now I'm paying 163 points just on those alone. 165 if I'm looking at IG 2000.
2: But do we not get into the same conversation we had about bids though? Because, like, I, if, yes, if, yes. If, but so the, well, that's why I'm trying to frame a question. But like, yeah. if the people who were willing to give up 20 points, to guarantee that they move first, would those same people not still be as willing to spend twenty points on this upgrade that effectively does the same thing? Yes.
1: Yes. Yeah. But it all depends to me, it all depends see if I were to if so if I were to restrict it, it would be the two cards together. So you can't play advanced sensors and inertial dampeners on the same ship. That's what I would
0: restrict Yeah, I'm kind of curious as to how specific they're going to get with their bans and restricted. Are they going to ban advanced sensors on pilot skills four and up? Or right. are they going to ban, uh, you know, or restrict advanced sensors to just one per squad? Like, that's it. really depends on how they flex those banner restricted muscles on how they do it. If they get to that level of granularity, I agree, you're banning you're restricting this to, or banning it. You, this combination of two cards. They're not banning either card individually, they're banning them together as a group. Like, I... Yeah, would you, would,
1: you, you can restrict them. You can restrict them both individually, but you can ban them as a combination.
0: Right. So you can have one of this and one of this, but not on the same ship. Yeah, Correct. I can see that.
1: But once again, you have to value, what's the value of this ship combination, or this ship? Is this and and this and I understand where you're coming from, Chris, because you're talking about the dial being sacred, and I totally get well, that. It's it's more the
2: if the reasons for the change are to create this environment, right? It's stuff that goes half of the way towards recreating
1: the previous environment, right? We're,
0: like. Well, how far down that rabbit hole do you go though? Chris? Oh, I don't I don't that know. That was
1: exactly my next question was
0: I don't how know. deep
1: does that rabbit hole go? Because this is this is a one-off style list and it's best played against jousters. You know, if somebody wants to joust me, I think I have a great advantage. If somebody wants to play me and try to fly me all over the board, I'm at a disadvantage, I think. And no matter what I do with advanced sensors or or inertial dampeners it really doesn't matter at that point i'm chasing ships or having to like if you would have done with vader what you were talking about that changes our whole game because i have to i have to either choose to approach the swarm or chase vader and if i chase vader i'm being shot at by four ships if i go after the swarm I'm being shot at by four ships and Vader. And really, this list is really good. I think in in a joust meta, if we were playing in a joust meta where people were going to come at me face to face, I would take that all day long, every day, because of the maneuverability of these ships or the choices that I could make. But I don't think I don't think this is a world's winning list, in my opinion but it's a list that's built with road in mind
0: well, I don't no, think, I, as far as how deep that rabbit hole goes i'm starting to think well, things well, like so do we ban phantoms for example because they do a pre uh, uh, a decloak knowing that they've already there whether they're going first or second and then do you go okay well then if we're gonna ban them for that reason what about any other ship that repositions we've got ships that do barrel rolls and boosts or like what am i thinking i'm thinking like the um uh what's the small the strikers for example that get to do a free move before like do we st- how well, far down the, the that best we'll do example
2: i can think of is if dials are sacred what do you do with Hira syndula in the bcx 100 yeah right because yeah. she dials in a blue move and can change it
1: correct in and what Boba Fett with the yeah Boba Fett with the upgrade with the title can do the same thing
3: yeah so I don't know well, yeah, I, I, mean, I, I it wasn't a question
2: that I have an answer to it was more of a no no yeah, no, no, no no oh.
1: and I don't and I don't have an answer other than what I because this is something I thought about when I was building it is if this became a combination that. Could be utilized on multiple ships. <clears throat> then, where 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 does where does it go? You know, does do we hit a do we hit a points creep on it? You know, force an advanced sensors over twenty. Do we? You know, I don't know. It's because I don't know if AMG is going to do the same thing that Fantasy Flight did and try to adjust the game with points more so than all the other extraneous things that you can do. with because to me, it seemed like Fantasy Flight was trying to balance the game through points more so than restricting things. You know, they put cards out with restrictions with those in mind. But I, you know, I don't know if AMG will have that same path throughout and down that road. And if they don't, okay, you know, then if they're still doing it with points, then you're just going to balance it with points. But if you are going, banned or restricted, then I think you you put restrictions on both and ban the use together. That's the only thing I. Can. Whether yeah. that's right, whether that's correct or incorrect, that's the thing. I can.
0: It'll be an inter- It'll be an interesting journey to say the least. Right. If I
1: actually, like-
0: my knee jerk reaction is going to be: it's going to be card combinations like that 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 violate the um
1: the sacred, you know, the sacred trust with the dial.
0: Right. I don't know that it's necessarily game mechanics. So, like, for example, while I did throw out there like, oh, are you going to ban phantoms because phantoms can do a move after with with perfect knowledge of whether or not they are going first or after going first before they decide to decloak I don't think that's going to go. I don't think that they're going to ban repositioning ships that have the ability to do a boost and barrel roll kind of thing. I think what they will do, though, is they're going to do things like card upgrades that allow those. That's where you're going to start seeing those restrictions. Or maybe we will I mean, like, I don't know. Like, that that, that would be my knee-jerk reaction, at least for the first wave of this. I can't possibly imagine them going into that route of banning specific ships out of the game because they have that ability to do so.
3: Hmm. Yeah, that'll be interesting. I'm, I'm interested to see which route they decide to go. Because... I mean, this type
1: of a list does create a quandary in the game. It, it does. You know, but I don't think it's, a, like I said, I don't think it's a top-tier list. It'll it'll be good against people that want to joust, no matter what the pilot skills are. If they want to joust you, I think it's an exceptional list, unless you're going up against six or eight different, you know, six or eight ships. Then it's a little more difficult.
0: What I think that list does is it shows where the game is going to go, maybe not necessarily with that specific list, but with that build mentality Correct. of, I want to be able to put as many tools in the toolbox to be able to account for this should it arrive. It's not like it hurts the list because it's it, they still are good. You can, Pulling off an advanced sensors and then being able to do all your fun stuff would still be beneficial to you in the game, regardless of whether or not you and I are going on the same initiative. It just right. also adds that little wrinkle of, oh, by the way, in the event that we are on the same initiative, this gives me another tool that you don't need.
3: Yeah.
2: Right.
0: Well,
2: I don't like that. I I don't think, again, this wasn't supposed to be a, an attack on Sean's list. I don't
3: think Oh, no 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 no, 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 but no, 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 no. It's yeah, one of those
2: no. things of, like, until all of these rules come together, right. it's really hard. Uh, it's interesting to hear you talk about your thought process in putting this list together. And I think it's of value. The reason I asked the follow up questions and got us to where we are now is because we don't know what the band restricted list is. We don't know what the bumping stuff is. Like, if you can take a focus when you bump, do you need advanced sensors as much? Maybe the value of advanced sensors drops
1: massively. Drops quite a bit, correct. Right. Yeah. But...
2: Like, you know what I mean? Obviously it still lets you do a reposition but now you don't don't get to do the follow up actions, blah blah blah. So like right. I think there's a bunch of all right. There's a bunch of brain activity like fucking sparks and cogs turning, dust being blown off by everyone. <laughs> but I think it's too early to like make like to make that call yet. I think right. we're and yeah, it's fun to make it, because like, now if that list wins worlds, Sean you get to feel like a genius in the architect. <laughs> I but,
1: only feel if, like a genius if it's me winning worlds with it. Uh, but, but
2: you know what I mean, but like, yeah. if if yeah, that no list idea. never gets played because it turns out it just doesn't work, right? it's irrelevant to the thought process now, if you know what I mean. Correct. It's right. interesting to start thinking about them but don't don't commit too hard nope. on this is what it's going to be, and this is how the game's going to... This is what we game's right. going to look like, because honestly... And, and, and remember, when I
1: ta- remember when I talked to you guys about this, or when I posted it initially, I told you guys this was specifically for the current rule that's coming out, and that's it. That's the whole concept of this, is for this rule. It doesn't take into effect... And here's the deal, if if we do get bumping and people can still action, that changes that concept. Like Chris, you were saying,
3: yeah,
1: you know, that does change it. And I mentioned that earlier, you know, am I, would I want to sit there and put myself into range zero of ships, you know, and have them be able to potentially push damage through or, yeah. you know, does that make this list viable at that point?
3: Yeah. And that's it. i. I
2: suppose that's how, how I want to kind of close the segment. Unless you've got anything else, said? Nope, nope. I think yeah. we've covered but just a lot that, of ground. The if only takeaway you have
3: after two and a bit hours of us jabbering on about this, like the 2.5, or whatever you want to call it, isn't finished yet. Right. So
2: if you don't like how it currently sounds, Maybe there's more, and maybe you're right, but I don't know that you actually gain anything by being right in this instance.
3: You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I, would, I would, I would rather assume that it's all gonna
2: work out and enjoy the next. Obviously, we want to try and get it done by Christmas, so the next two months kind of thing. Yep. yep, the next eight weeks. God damn it. I'm
3: have
2: to <laughs> count now, aren't I?
0: Yeah, it's almost we're we're counting down to Christmas. Yeah. Oh, Not even eight seven weeks, weeks. Seven we're weeks.
1: That seven weeks. That's
2: seven weeks. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'd w i would I would rather enjoy that time than get myself worked up about it because ultimately we don't know anything yet. Nope. Like This is from what a collective maybe ten games experience under these changes. Like we we don't know if you've played twenty games, you still don't know because we don't know what the other stuff does yet. Like we all, I thought I was mega big-brained when I just implemented random player order by roll a single dice, call it. If you get it right, your first player. For the entire game, and then
3: it turns out that I was massively wrong on what random player order meant. You know what I mean? Like, just just mm-hmm. try and enjoy the game while you can. And um.
1: Well, I just appreciate I, I was, the fact the game still exists.
2: Yeah, uh, at this point, I agree. I was gonna say be nice to each other, but like, it's not even that. Like, the people who listen to this is fucking irrelevant, but. Just scroll past. Yep. Yeah. It doesn't, I think that's just good advice for the world we currently
3: live in. Just scroll past it. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So it's
1: that's probably the best advice anybody can take right now.
3: Yeah.
2: Unless it's me posting about Patreon, in which case you should definitely follow up on that. Click it. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, that was everything I wanted to like hit. I think we've done a a massively long uh, talk about X-Wing stuff today. So, I was just evidently, none of this was of recorded. I
0: was just going to... You're going to jinx it. I was going to say, don't jinx it now. Whatever we tend to go with all X-Wing shows, something ends up happening with the recording. So, now Chris jinxed it. So, if this happens, we'll be talking about this again tomorrow.
2: Yep. <laughs> I look forward to it.
0: We'll get more games in. Alright, Chris, that gives you some room to do some cleanup.
2: Yep. Yeah, so thank you, everyone. If you have any questions for us, feel free to email us at lackoffocuspodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com You can find us on Facebook at Podcast on face- Facebook. You can follow us and watch vod on YouTube. You can see Sean's new layout for his uh, painting desk onto his computer desk now. Heck yeah. um, that is on Dice Hate on YouTube. You can support the podcast, which it basically helps towards covering the cost of the editing software, which is Lack of Focus Podcast on Patreon. Or if you would rather pay just a fixed monthly fee, that would be at Dice Hate on Patreon. But like, we never ask people to give more, and well, we never ask people to give anything, to be honest. But like you know, if it's a case of a cup of coffee, or Patreon, get a cup of coffee. But you know, just throws a book here and there. It all uh, goes into pot and helps, um, quite a lot actually. But there it is, and yeah, why wow. the Discord's been a little bit quiet through all of this, which has quite frankly been pleasant. Yes, like, um, we've had some. Conversations about it, but like everyone's been pretty like happy to just wait and see. But yeah, if you join the Discord, you can make sure you're involved in any of those conversations. Um, you can reach out for us to have um well, reach out to me anyway to have uh, have a game or something. I play people on the Discord. Uh, you can join in our games when we're doing RPGs and our. Saturday night game night, which we never do because we always have to record on Saturdays, one reason or another.
0: Always seems to happen. Yeah, always seems to happen.
2: But there's a bunch of stuff we we're we we're doing. I was gonna suggest that joy, our Saturday night game. We could try Gloomhaven because apparently that's on Steam. Yeah.
3: Ooh.
2: Because I've got yeah. Gloomhaven, but never played it.
1: Yeah, Gloomhaven. Gloomhaven on Steam, I think, is now in full or. Is either now in full release or coming up
0: before. full. Yeah.
2: But I we thought could, we were talking
0: we about doing play... Battlefield Gothic.
2: Um, we can, but that's one v one. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't know. I think something we can all play together is always fun.
3: But yeah, I don't know. I'll think about it. Uh,
2: but yeah, if you, if you want to be involved in that conversation, kind to the Discord. I don't write the rules. I just make them up. Well, that's true. I don't write them down, I just make them up. You do make I, them up as you go, as I need to. Um,
3: but yeah, that's it. I think, um, we're doing okay. I'm kind of
2: just as a, a check in because we're getting towards Christmas. Um, I've still not sorted out designing the tokens, so I'll try and get a move on to actually get those done. And see if we can get the evade tokens, well, lack of evade tokens printed, and then I'll try and get those out um, in January. So, um, ask me next time how that's going, because I really need to get a move on and doing that because it's been a year.
0: Keep pressuring <laughs> them. Keep the pressure.
2: Oh, yeah. uh, but yeah, we we send out tokens um, once a year to all our patrons and stuff, and. Do some giveaways, depending on what swag I've managed to accumulate over a year, so um there's no like minimum level to that people can abuse it if they want to if that's how you you know get your kicks, you can cost us money and hope we go out of business if you want to like destroy a podcast That's the way to do it. sign up for bedroom for a little bit, get the free stuff,
3: and then um just cancel it again.
0: the bailout <laughs> don't be there. <laughs> All right, so that is going to do it for this episode 89. Sean, always good talking to you, my friend. Great to be here. Chris, a pleasure as always.
2: Yeah, it's always fun to be here, man.
0: All right, so that is going to do it. Again, I do hope you enjoyed. uh, Let us know. Comments down below. Do all the fun stuff as far as questions, comments. If you got rage over road, by all means, we'll we'll listen at least (laughs) to it. But again, give it a try. So until next time, guys, as always. thank you once again for joining the lack of focus x-wing podcast check out dice hate productions for all the latest episodes and we'll be looking forward to seeing you again next episode